check. Guess who's not here again? Just guess. It's Chet. It is Chet. Uh, so an update for you listeners. He's not going to be here for the rest of this month. I think he got a contract for some work in L.A. We might end up recording some stuff on the weekends when he is here. But um, I'll keep you updated with how that goes. He's not here. So it's me, Denzel. And your dude, Charles. So we're here with Real Nerd Hours, uh, your favorite slice of life podcast, ostensibly about nerd shit. This week, we've got uh, some talk about Jumanji, the new season of Sabrina. <laughs> um, die, no, not Die Hard, Death Wish, starring Bruce Willis, and Shazam talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so let's get started, I guess. Um, let's, let's start with Shazam. That's the easy one. Yeah, so... Uh it was last week on the show we were talking about how um comic book movies never tend to do like deep cuts like with their whether it's with like their references or actual characters sometimes with references but like almost never with like actual characters and uh, shazam didn't give a fuck shazam was like hey this is a weird character let's pull some shit out um i don't know how much spoiler stuff we want to do because the movie came out this past weekend let's do light spoilers okay. we're gonna do skip ahead like i don't know 10 minutes if you don't want to make it quick uh it's first of all the movie's real fun it just like if in the same way like aquaman is fun but with better writing so it's and it's closer to like spider-man homecoming where the story is contained. It affects the people in the movie, but it's not like they didn't go all Suicide Squad with it and just make it a much bigger deal than it needed to be. Yeah, I got a 9-11, some random city. Yeah, it's uh, there's some... Like, there's even like a big fight in a city that doesn't destroy anything. Well, a Ferris wheel gets destroyed. But uh, that's it. Everything else is... The effects are solid throughout. The story is pretty tight more emotional than i expected to be honestly with like they they tweak billy's backstory a little bit uh-huh. uh in the original comics he's just an orphan they didn't, they didn't explain anything there was like this kid's a fucking orphan <laughs> he's what it is and then in the new 52 version his parents were art like archaeologists and they were researching magic let me roll my eyes audibly i hope you heard that they were researching magic and they disappeared and oh. I don't think that thread's ever been followed up on. I'm not reading the current Shazam series. I'm just going to pick it up when it's finished. Uh, there is a Shazam series going right now it, with DC. I think it's four it's probably Shazam. not good. Well, it's a miniseries, so if it is good, then we'll get more of it. But it's... Of course. Of course. That's how it always goes. Yeah. They make a miniseries like Dark Knight Metal, and then a bunch of people fall in love with a dumbass character, <laughs> like the Batman I who laughs. I can't believe there's a Batman who laughs book out right now. Yeah. So and then stupid. DC's like, oh, hey... 15 people tweeted us about this time to make a book fucking ridiculous yeah absolutely anyway you were saying anyway so there's like there there's a quick reference to the crocodile men which like a super early like 40s like 40s and 50s shazam uh like they're like henchmen or some shit they got into weird magic stuff really early with shazam or with captain marvel at the time and so you do see them briefly in the movie. 
there's one there's, man there's one huge thing we can do another spoiler talk about it later there's one big thing that somehow they kept on like usually stuff gets out but this there's a reveal in the third act that i kind of knew was going to happen like i kind of expected it to happen with how the other stuff happened but then when it did i was like holy shit they just went for it and th- it was like seemed like sequel bait yeah. until it happened in, in screen okay uh did they incorporate black adam at all no they reference him that's good I'm Black, glad to hear that. Black Adam is referenced uh, as a previous champion, but you don't actually see him. Cool. And they don't like do any like there's no post credit scene where you see like the rock turn around or some shit. I I'm every day I stray further and further from the rock's light. <laughs> I don't think he's good. He's a, he's very charming online. His yeah. Instagram is fun to follow, but I found out some things about him that made me say that figures yeah we'll we'll have to expand on that yeah we'll get there at some point yeah but i think mark strong is super fun as savannah i mean didn't he play sinestro as well he played sinestro in green lantern which is a real bummer because he was great as sinestro and i'll never see him as sinestro again yep but he did a solid job as savannah and uh he's not dead which is a fun thing not dead yeah congratulations i'm so sick of superhero movies feeling like they got to kill the villain at the end we've talked yeah. about that before it's just i don't know they're not it's not fucking die hard you don't have to push the terrorists off the out the building yeah every fucking time let our villains you know let the villains breathe a little bit but here's the only i guess spoiler that i'll drop uh mr mind is in the movie if you don't know mr mind mr mind is a fucking caterpillar oh is he that's psychic and wears a little speaker around his neck (laughs) so that he can talk (laughs) he's amazing he's in one of the like one of the first scenes of the movie like you go into when billy first gets to the rock of eternity no when another character first goes to the rock of eternity you see a bunch of like magical artifacts and stuff. Uh-huh. And one of the, it's like this jar, like, you know, like a little terrarium that you would keep a caterpillar in, like in those butterfly kits. And, but it's fucking Mr. Mind. I'm like, that's amazing that they inc- included this super obscure, entirely too weird character. Yeah. Into the scene. But I was like, that's the way to do it. I guess if you're going to have, I don't know if there's room in the DC universe for like a talking caterpillar. Yeah. But apparently there fucking is. Cause he shows up again at the end of the movie. That's he's good. not the main villain. He doesn't influence the main villain, but he's fucking, in, he's in the end of the movie and it's amazing. The first time you see him, it's just like, oh, there's a caterpillar. And if you don't know Mr. Mind, you was like, there's just a, there's a bug in this movie for, in this scene for some reason. And then you see him later at the end of the movie and he crawls out and he's got a little speaker and he talks. <laughs> this is <laughs> incredible. I was like, I was in the movie with uh, my lady friend and we see him. I'm like, comic books are the fucking best like this is so fucking stupid that's dope that's dope so yeah it was a lot of fun i would definitely recommend seeing it even if you haven't liked any of the other dc movies i think it is both well acted and like the tone it knows what it wants to be and it's not so effects heavy that it starts like that it's clearly very like aquaman has some scenes they're cool action scenes but it definitely starts to like yeah, it's a, like, this is a, this is a cartoon now. And then Jason Moa's head is floating on top of this golden shirt. Like that's yeah. about, yeah, it, it reaches in game levels of real cartoony. But uh, Shazam does. There's like a few scenes when he's like flying that don't always I mean flying is consistent. Flying is kind of difficult to do if you have to move around a lot. Yeah, but uh, everything else looks really solid. 
okay. it's just fun, and the character the characters are really good. When is DC going to make Batman fun again? When are they going to have him in the zebra suit, <laughs> looking yeah. like the fruit chew gum? What's that fruit stripe gum? Yeah, fruit stripe. Yeah. He's got a little Batman Azura and R in on the that fucking terrible suit. Yeah, or uh, make. Azeal? Azeal? Azreal. Batman. Yeah, let's some John Paul Valley. Get that uh, fucking armored up suit. <laughs> and just ha- make it like the most make, awful 90s shit ever. Make it bright blue and yellow, just like it was in the comic. To, and just put murder everywhere in that movie. Literally covered in knives. This is why copyright needs to fucking expire. Yeah. So people can make the Azreal Batman movie. Oh my god, that would be fucking hilarious. Yeah, I think it was I think there was a I think it was cracked a couple years ago. Uh Dan O'Brien was talking about how he wishes that a lot of these characters would be allowed cuz mostly Disney is the reason why a lot of these characters aren't um in they, the public domain. Yeah, yeah, they keep pushing litigate. And like, that's why they're re-releasing a bunch of these movies so they can keep the copyrights yeah, going. Yeah, so that the intellectual property still is with them cuz like but Mickey Mouse is about to be I think in like another like fourteen years or something, they're well, like they're not going to be able to keep pushing it further. Yeah, they will. They yeah. will. Yeah, because its limit is seventy five years. Yeah, and all they have to do is be like, "Hey, how about you make it a hundred? Yeah, and I they bet just, somebody in Congress or the Senate they'll will throw be enough like, money at it. But yeah, I mean, all those people in well, not all of them, at least on the Democratic side, they're not all, but most of the people in the government currently are just old as fuck. Yeah. And I'm sure if somebody was just like, yo, like you remember Mickey Mouse from when you were a kid, don't you want him to stay Mickey Mouse and not have people release fuck cartoons of them? <laughs> and they'll be like, that sounds great. Let's extend it. And it's like, people are going to release the fuck cartoons, but they won't be legal and they won't be able to shut them down. Yes. As soon as it becomes public domain, official, <laughs> it's all official. <laughs> if the character belongs to everybody. Yeah. That's how Disney made most of their fucking money. <laughs> He's I public domain what characters. a world would look like with all public domain shit if Star Wars was public domain. Yeah, or even just like the characters that would be public domain now if it weren't for all this like lobbying. Like yeah. Superman would be in public domain by now. Yep. He, and he's, then DC would have had to have come up with a more compelling character. Yeah. There was, somebody out there has written the perfect comic book for superman some one person out there between the creation of superman and now wrote the perfect story and just wasn't able to release it i'm sure there were some great superman stories that had to be changed into other characters and therefore were less compelling because you don't know who this character is and you don't give a shit yeah he doesn't have the years of history look at irredeemable yeah who's that by mark it was mark it was was one of the marks it was mark wade which one has got like wade verse or wade world Wade's World, Wade's World, or Markiverse. That's Mark Millar. Mark Millar. All right. So it's not him. Yeah. 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 And uh, yeah, which is basically a Superman story where they just. Oh, tw- he went. It's basically Injustice. Yeah. It, they, which is wild because it came out after Injustice. No, no. It came out before Injustice. It? Yeah. It, it's been out since like, I want to say late 2000s. Injustice oh, right. came out in like 15, 16, maybe. Yeah, you're right. That's the craziest part because he approached them about writing that fucking story and they were like, no. Yeah. Superman's way too important and cool for this. Yeah. We can't let him do that. Yeah. And Especially then with- Injustice. And then Ed Boon comes through like, with the Mortal Kombat team. And he's like, hey, nah. remember, how, remember two years ago when we worked on that Mortal Kombat game together? We how feel like we do it? that again. Let's do it. 
let's make something happen. I mean, that's how Watchmen happened. Is Watchmen like we talked about, we talked about it before? But Watchmen yeah. was supposed to be the Charlton Comics characters that the DC had just bought, and they were like, nah. And then they didn't do shit with them for twenty years. Yeah, <laughs> they put Blue Beetle on the Justice League for a while, but not even like the real one. Just like, <laughs> <sighs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad that Shazam worked out. Yeah, it, was, it looks like DC may or may not be turning their shit around. I think a lot of it has to do with letting uh, directors do stuff and like not having one dude direct all their movies. Yeah, not having Zack Snyder in there. I mean, granted, like I, he stepped out of the game, but his influence has been felt for the years that he's been in the game. And I'm super sick of looking at anything that he's done yeah. or had done. 300, I can't rewatch that. It just looks like somebody put too many filters on yeah, it. Yeah, 300 has not aged well. And 302, 3000, or whatever the <laughs> fuck it's called. What the f- 300 in the year 3000, 300 more. What was that movie called? Because I saw that movie in theaters and I don't remember anything about I it. Remember I remember that. what's her name? Eva Green's uh, breasts. That's yeah, all I remember about that. That, was, that preceded her. Her raping a man. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Join me. And it's like, why don't you look like Xerxes at all, lady? Why? Hold on. Why is he? Is, he be, is it because he spends? You don't even look like your dad. What's going on here? Are you? Are you adopted? Did he like Thanos you? Did he find you on another planet and teach you how to rape men? Oh, they didn't want to cast a brown woman. Yeah, that's probably it. They said like, oh, yo, if we put Eva Green in here, it'll be way more successful. And it's like, no, you could have just cast that lady from Game of Thrones, yeah. that one, the one from the island full of Mediterraneans, and you would have been fine. But whatever. Anyway, moving forward, yeah, uh, I I want to touch on two things before we get to the final Jumanji topic yeah. here, because I'm going to spark an argument <laughs> with that. Uh, I watched the second season of Sabrina. It's not as good as the first. Who would have known? Sophomore slump was a thing. Anybody who's ever made a TV show <laughs> probably knows. Oh, this second season's not going to be as good as the first. I defy you to find a second season that's better than the first. Stranger Things, worse. Yeah. Daredevil, worse. Punisher, worse. Which is wild, because especially with the Netflix shows, it's like you get to you can I do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, there's more flexibility with the schedule. Like you know exactly how many episodes you're going to make. Like just do what you did the first time. But like different. Yeah. Just take the same principles that you had that got your show a second season in the first place and then just do different stuff with the universe you built. And so many people seem to not be able to do that. Yeah. Part of the issue that I take with this season is it's a step back from the spooky shit that I liked in the first season. Yeah. There's far less of that in this one. It's more so about the lives of the people who are friends with Sabrina or related to Sabrina. Oh, the people whose names aren't in the title? Yes. <laughs> uh, Sabrina, Sabrina's friend, I think their name is Susie at first. Mm. She transitions into Theo. Okay. Becomes a he. And that's fine. But it's the focus of like the first four or five episodes. Why? I mean, I, when I say the focus, I don't mean the focus. I, so It's at least problem, a B-plot? Yeah, it's the B-plot in some of those episodes. But the problem that I have with it is that the A story is so fucking weak through, I want to say, episode seven of that show. And it just, none of that matters. So if you're going to make somebody else's story a B-plot, they should have just made the transition part the A-plot. 
Yeah. And that would have been perfectly fine. And then made Sabrina's bullshit the B plot throughout the, the season and just had interactions with different characters and yeah. stuff. And like Harvey's like trying to get over Sabrina. And that shit is like about as fun as like a wet towel. It's it's like, come on, dog. Like, I don't care about this. Yeah. And I get it, it's for it's the show is actually for younger kids. It's for the Archie crowd. Yeah, it's for but it's the first season the River didn't Deal feel like that. Yeah. The first season was a lot more fun. But that's such a weird thing when shows change tone. Yes. Like, it's like, who who did you continue this for? Because <laughs> right? it's not the audience that you were shooting for the first time around. Yeah. So I get that her friend, her black friend going blind after making out with Harvey is like supposed to be what they work they work a bunch of the shit into the prophecy and it's like fuck this sucks this fucking sucks (laughs) and like the little things like theo wants to make the basketball team so sabrina goes to one of the practice without saying hi to any of her friends she's like casting spells so theo makes all all of his shots and um it's a real team which is cool but like like that doesn't address the fact that he still sucks at basketball. Yeah, like you're gonna be at every game in practice. Yeah, or you what? can't just enchant him to be good at like without you being there. Yeah, it's a weird. And apparently, that's I don't remember if that particular thing was in the prophecy. I don't think so. But fixing the eyesight of a friend, part of the prophecy, uh, bring bringing somebody back to life or something like that is part yeah. of the prophecy. Like she. So, spoilers, she's the daughter of the devil, as it turns out. That's fun. I would say, like, I would have not said that, but it's such a minor part of the story <laughs> that it really doesn't even matter. Yeah. It's she, just we got to keep some magic stuff up. <laughs> yeah. And she, her powers take a huge leap in the series, and she's able to do things that she wasn't able to in the previous series because she signed the Book of the Devil in the last season, mm. and her power, she basically unlocked the second tier of skills. So <laughs> She leveled up enough for that skill tree to open up? Yeah, exactly. She can fix people's eyesight. She can bring people back to life. She can uh, heal people miraculously and shit. Yeah. She can do all kinds of shit, but it doesn't... Because in theory, that sounds like the right way to go, is to have your main magic character, your magical main character, increase their abilities. And considering how they like approach witchcraft in that series, it's like that makes sense. Like, yeah, make it. There's ways to unlock power, and she does one, and you just you could do that tropey. Oh no! You have more magic. You know, you have all this magic power, but at what cost? And still have it be compelling. Yeah, and but it sounds like there's like Sabrina hangs out with her friends a bunch, and magic stuff happens. Well, no, that's the thing. She doesn't hang out with. Her oh, friends her friends a bunch. just do stuff, and then occasionally she magics at them. Yeah, because she's like, I don't want to hurt my friends when the devil comes to knock, knock, knocking for my help. Oh no! What happens if I go hang out with my friends and the devil's like, kill them all? And there's this one part in the show where I'm going to just give up the entire plot for the episode because it's so fucking stupid. So the devil, uh, in order to prove his loyalty, he tells his followers to like do different things for him. Yeah. And so he tells Sabrina like, yo, I'm going to need you to go steal a pack of gum. 
And at the same time, the devil's like handler on earth or whatever is just like, I bet you she's not going to do this. And I was like, why would you make this bet with the devil? First and foremost, <laughs> you've known him for almost eternity at this point. Yeah, what? Okay. So why why would you even bet him that she wouldn't do it? And two, you know the devil's methods. He's not actually going to play fair here. He's going to use methods of coercion that aren't legal. Yeah. Like if if somebody was in a situation where and I was just like, yo, I'm gonna need you to steal this pack of gum. Or else I'm gonna shoot your fucking cousin. <laughs> and that's not that's illegal. Yeah. That's that's not even them making the choice to do it. Yeah. They're just having to do yeah, it so I don't shoot their fucking cousin. It scales in a way that's not really fair. Yeah, exactly. So this lady makes this bet with the devil, and the devil keeps raising the stakes. So he's just like, I right, steal this pack of gum. She's like, No, I'm not gonna do it. And then the devil's like I bet I'll see you later. So the, <laughs> the devil comes back and he's just like, I dropped this fucking sandbag on this bitch. She's like, no, I'm not going to do that. He's like, I bet I, I see how it is. I'm going to come back. And then in the meantime, we're going to see how shit works out for your family. <laughs> and so some, some shit happens here and there. And then at, towards the end of the episode, he's like, you like that shit? You like, you like what's been going on with your family, dog? How about with your friends? Huh? I see you hiding out at the school and shit. So this is what I'm going to need you to do. Burn down the school. She's like, can't I just steal the gum? And he's like, no. No, but you had your chance. You had your chance. You were playing games. Now go burn down the fucking school. (laughs) And (laughs) she's like, I don't want to kill anybody. The devil's like, I'm not going to make you kill anybody. I'm going to just make you burn down the school. It's like, all right, cool. She goes, she gets the gas, she gets a lighter or some matches because they have some weird aversion of technology. There are like no cell phones featured in the show or anything like that. It's really weird. So she gets the gas and she goes to school and she's like pouring it on the ground. And in the meantime, the devil's having the conversation with his buddy. He's like, see, I fucking told you she would do it. And if the person won the bet, uh, she was like, yo, then you can leave Sabrina alone forever or whatever. And the devil's like, I, and if I win, you never question me again. You, we never talk about this bullshit <laughs> again, bitch. Never again. Which and then, also, it's the devil. So Right? What are you, like, are you going to leave? Right? You're going to go hide from him? He does some real crazy shit with that person during the season, <laughs> too. So He's going to hang out in a church all day? Like, what is your plan? Yeah, right? So she, Sabrina gets to the school. She's dumping the gas and she lights the match. And the devil appears and like, all right, you've proved to me that you were going to do it. You're good. You don't have to do this. And I was like, what the fuck was the point of all of that? Yeah. Because See, yeah, you know she's going to bend at She's fucking 16 years old. Yeah. You think a 16-year-old? If you're like, yo, I'm for real going to kill your cousin if you don't do this. Do you think they're going to say no forever? Yeah. It, it's gonna it's gonna shift, but like also, narratively, have her fucking do it, and then the devil was lying, and people are in the building. Like, yeah, you do some real character development. You know what? You know who had the most character development through that show or through that season? Hmm. Theo. 
literally literally from the, just from the first episode to the last episode the character that grew the most period period point blank harvey is still a real dumb dude and he just he's just dumb as shit and that's what makes him lovable he's like oh i want to go to art school cool let me go to art school haha <laughs> this will be fun whatever whatever and then uh the black woman uh roslyn hmm. is like she's I'm just blind. there She's I'm not just, blind anymore. I, yeah, she's, I can see. I can see. There's this tarot card episode, which is basically like an anthology episode. It's supposed to be their equivalent of like the House of Horrors from The Simpsons. Dope. Where it's just a bunch of short stories told, but all of them suck. <laughs> all of them are fucking terrible, dude. And I was like, yo, this would have been your chance to do something like really fucking outstanding. That's, I think that's like the third or fourth episode in the season. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, they definitely don't have There's any ideas. ideas. They're done. Yeah, this is. Because th- like, that's a perfect opportunity to stretch out a little bit because you don't have to make it a whole hour. You don't have to make that your whole thing. You got 10 minutes. You got a short, basically yeah. you're producing. You can, Balls to the wall because you don't have to explain it. You don't have to have any. You don't have to have have any uh, results afterwards. You can be like, "Yo, this happened." Yeah, and we're out. It's a weird thing when shows choose that narrative style and they don't do anything with it. Yep, yep. How the fuck are you going to make an anthology episode and just have nothing happen? Are you are you fucking kidding? It's it's almost as if they just were out of ideas after the first season. They were just like. There's no fucking way we're getting a second one. Just don't do a second. Like, you don't have to do a second. That it could have ended after the first, and they did a Christmas special, which I didn't watch. Mm. I actually really fucking enjoyed that first season because they did really cool, spooky stuff, like yeah. light, creepy things. And I was just like, hey, you know what? Like this, this is actually really rad. Like, I like how this isn't super scary, so it's not going to give me nightmares, yeah. but it's also scary enough for me to be like, ooh, it's scary. <laughs> but it's it's a fun show. Yeah. Like the first season is really fun. It's a fun show in the first yeah. season. That second season is fucking trash, though. Just have just have a plan. I feel like that's what happens a lot with these like sophomore slump situations. Like They didn't expect to get a second season, but... To don't fucking write, don't write anything open. Have it open and close, and then if you ha- have it in you to write a second one, then ha- also have it be so fucking contained. If you don't know if you could do it again, yeah, exactly. I have developed a conspiracy theory in the last ten seconds. Okay, so my guess is that they wrote the first and second seasons at the same time, mm. and they planned for it to be one contiguous story, but they couldn't do that. Because it's not like an actual TV show. Yeah, they didn't get an order for two seasons. It was just, hey, we'll see how this does. Yeah, so they front-loaded the first season with all the tight shit in the same way that Block Party did on Silent Alarm. And then uh, that second season comes out, and it's worse than whatever Block Party's second album was called. I don't remember what it was. But Silent Alarm was a banger. Yeah. That's the one with Banquet, Helicopter on it. Yeah. Yeah, it had all those joints on it. Um Anyway, that second season felt like it was just like some of the stories that they were telling throughout the episodes felt like they belonged in other places. Yeah, because I mean, it would have made all of the episodes put together into one season. It wouldn't have made it any better. But if they like cut and shot like chopped. Yeah, they could move the stuff that they wanted into where it probably would have gone otherwise. Yeah, exactly. At least would have flowed better. Exactly. Yeah. And see that. it's like it, the idea that there's not really any consequences either 
is really weird. There's yeah. no consequences or real permanence to the episodes. I don't think anybody, if I if I recall correctly, nobody dies like permanently. And I'm like, yeah, okay. This yeah. Is then your stakes don't mean anything. Like, yeah, exactly. I mean, what's his name? The headmaster's wife dies in the first season or whatever. And then there's some other shit that happens. Yeah. And it's like, and the whole, now, trust me, I'm not one of these dudes. I'm not one of these dudes. And I'm going to sound like one of these dudes when I say it. And I, I can't assure you. I would hope that my track record in the past, in the recent past at least, would allow me some leeway when I say this. But like when people complain about like social messaging in shows, mm. this second season is why. If you yeah. watch the second season, it's not just the stuff with Theo. Because surprisingly, actually really tastefully handled. Yeah. Uh, that part completely fine, and it's weird. Also, as a complete aside, it's weird that uh, witches have standards. Like people who worship Satan suddenly have standards about things. Yeah. They're opposed to incest, which is one like kind of uh, sparking incident in that show where somebody was like, "Ugh, no way!" And I'm like, "Bitch, you worship Satan? <laughs> How are you gonna stop and say like, oh my god, this is I can't do this.' That's yeah. Was, uh, yeah, it's weird to have like devil worshippers have problems with stuff. Like you clearly believe if you worship the devil, you clearly believe that there are things as such a thing as morals and you are strongly on the other side of Yes. Yeah. Incest, A okay with Satan. Anyway. Yeah, he doesn't give a fuck. As far as the social messaging stuff, like there's a huge like aspect to this particular show that's heavily reliant on feminism mm. which i don't have a problem with it's just how it's done in this show they don't do anything to like kind of sneakily obfuscate what they're trying to do or like layer it behind certain like metaphors or analogies or like anything like that they yeah. don't do any of that it's literally like this thing is bad for women and it's like Oh, like yes yes it is Obvi- yes it clearly is but you couldn't i don't know write something yeah. in which like you just allude to this being bad for women yeah. instead of being like gotta be heavy Yo, these people who have worshipped satan for hundreds of years hundreds of probably thousands of years at this point yeah. suddenly have said like oh this is kind of sexist and you you can't you like nobody even like during the age of the suffragettes yeah. you didn't have any of those satan worshipers like kind of rolling through and being like yo like we need more equality in this bitch what are you doing <laughs> of course of course it's bad to have a top boy and not call them a top person and shout outs to them using the term top boy as if they're fucking drug runners in the uk there, there are points in the show where i'm just like dog like it what, what the doing? complaints if somebody is yeah. tweeting spicy about this show like i get it yeah those articles and tweets are uh, justified this time around yeah exactly exactly and this is one of the rare instances that i feel like it is because specifically when it comes to the women's rights stuff in terms of the church of satan like that's the only room for complaining that i'll accept for yeah. the show yo the satan worshiper hid your baby twin daughter because you were going to have me fucking kill her so we don't want her around and then one of the other characters oh, being now, like, now the witches are against killing babies yeah right like you, fuck anyway 
Uh, yeah. Satanists have evolved beyond human sacrifice. What are you, what are you doing? <laughs> Pick a message. Yeah, right? Right? Even in the first season, they're all about it. And, like, they don't have any problems with underage sex at all. But, like, when it comes to incest, it's like, oh, hold on. Hold on. There, look, some laws should be around. <laughs> some laws transcend religious bounds. Uh, no fucking children. And also, no wedding children together. That's bad. That's a bad thing. Okay. <laughs> sure. I. Weird. Like, there's some weird lines. Yeah, absolutely. Don't even watch the second season. I wasn't going to. It, it's. It's not even worth fucking paying attention to. <laughs> Just watch the first season and pretend that's the only one. <laughs> Just watch it again. Maybe watch it drunk the second time so that it feels new. Yeah. Oh, I don't remember the the weird sisters being this hot. Which you shouldn't say because I think they're probably 16 years old as well. I don't know the ages of a lot of those characters. And I think that's done on purpose so it's like not obviously gross. Yeah. I mean, Sabrina's very clearly 16 years old because they say it multiple times. Yeah. Because you have to go sign your deal with the devil when you turn 16. But everybody else, it, I think they may allude to around when it happened for them yeah but like maybe they just stop aging when they sign the book of the devil or whatever sure. i don't know the plot the plot sucks too don't even the, the when they finally get into the plot six or seven episodes in <laughs> which is it's fucking stupid yeah it's dumb anyway uh moving forward to die hard the version with bruce willis in or, it uh death wish Death Wish. I keep saying Die Hard because it's got Bruce Willis in it and he's using guns to do things. <laughs> was it? It's the same basic story, right? Like his daughter gets... Uh, no, actually, it's not the same basic story. Oh, okay. What they did was actually kind of brilliant because Death Wish, at least three through six, maybe three through five, I don't remember what the last one is, it kind of moves along with the times. Yeah. So number three is like, a revenge movie that's set in the fucking ghetto in New York. Sure. Because the dude, after his fucking wife and daughter are murdered, yeah. uh, he moves to uh, New York and he moves into an apartment complex that's constantly being terrorized by gangs or whatever. And he just buys a bunch of guns and he gets everybody he lives with guns and they go out on a murder spree and or just something. Killing black youths. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the coded racism in the new Die Hard in the new death wish with Bruce Willis is much. It's definitely, they don't use ethnicities as props just to be killed. Yeah. In this movie, I think it's Russians or something to play to whatever QAnon fears. They're white people now, have. so we can kill them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, people get so offended. If you start killing people who aren't white, this is why white people are the most oppressed group in America. <laughs> hey, we stopped using Nazis and then Nazis came back. Yeah. So. And then Nazis started getting mad when you were killing Nazis in video games. What the fuck? Anyway. <laughs> Die, Death Wish. <laughs> Death Wish with Bruce Willis uh, because it's it falls kind of right in line with all of the old movies as far as like after a certain point it just becomes a movie of the time yeah and this movie did that it it's a movie of the time it's got people using uh, cell phones and shout outs to kate something i can't remember her name but she's in letter kenny she's the uh she's an indigenous girl 
Right. Yeah. I forgot she was in that movie. I didn't see it, but I did see that was one of her credits. Yeah. She's, she has a very small part towards the beginning. Yeah. She first films Bruce Willis going out and getting his vigilante justice or whatever. But this is, this movie is so fucking bad. It's, (laughs) It's not bad in the same way that, let's say, uh, what's like a good bet? Like bright is, yeah. it's not, if I rate it on the bright scale, it's zero out of five brights. So it's this not even like fucking fun, terrible. Bad. No, that sucks. Yeah, dude. I don't think Bruce Willis likes acting. I think it comes through in a lot of his movies. Hold on. Are you about to hold on? Was it you that I heard the conspiracy theory from about how Bruce Willis is mad that he never got so his Jasper singing? never took off. Yeah. Yeah. Was that you that yeah, I heard that? Probably. From? I talk okay. about it all the time. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, anyway, Bruce Willis plays like a, a, a surgeon or whatever. The movie opens up. That's right. He's a fucking doctor in that movie. And I fucking hate this. I hate this because this is the second piece of media that I've seen that does this. And I don't know how true to real life this is. But if this is mirroring real life, this is fucking disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. So this cop... uh so the first piece of media that I saw this in was the show Sense8, another terrible show. <laughs> it's just terrible. It's shot really well. It's got some really nice shots of cars driving through the black sands of Iceland, which are A-plus shots. If there's one thing the Wachowskis do really well, it's uh, framing things and knowing exactly what's going on in camera. Yeah. And then the writing and directing stuff is... Uh, but. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd say Speed Racer from 2009 is their best movie. It's, fuck, it's fucking incredible. It's, it's visually... Vis, visually... <laughs> I bought I'm it on Blu-ray even. just so I can have the highest quality version of it. Mm-hmm. Same, same. It's fucking great. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that some other yeah. time. But Sense8, at the beginning of the series, there's this cop in Chicago, some some black kid gets shot Mm. i can't remember how i think maybe he got into a gunfight with the cops or maybe he just lived in a bad area and caught a stray yeah like it was one of those two things it was like 2016 so there was a lot of that going around and i mean there's always a lot of that going on in real life but it was news yeah (laughs) all of a sudden in 2016 exactly and so the cop takes the kid to the hospital because what else are you fucking going to do? He takes the kid to the hospital and the nurse and like some of the other paramedics and like the other cops that were there were like, are you fucking serious? Why would you bring this kid here? And it's like, hold on. What? What do you mean? Why wouldn't he? Yeah. Oh, it's because he's going to grow up to kill other cops. And I'm like, are you fucking serious right now? Is this the messaging that you yeah, really want to say? handed do you need their need this to be so that we can justify Killing one of these characters later. Yeah, right? It's It was really weird. So this, they bring in the, the, he brings in the kid and everybody's pissed off. And it's to show, like to express that he's got a heart or whatever. Yeah. But in Death Wish, it works out in the other way. These cops get into a gunfight with some guy, some adult. And they bring him into the hospital. And one of the other cops is dying because he's got a shot in the neck or whatever. Mm. And then the cop goes into the hospital his partner's there and his partner's like oh my god this fucking animal shot my partner whatever the fuck the dude's name is i can't even remember bruce willis's character's name he goes and he's like working on the the cop and he finishes and he he gets a call that he's got to go help the person who they got into the gunfight with and the other cop was like you're gonna go save that animal and i'm like 
Jesus Christ. Right? Like, that's real fucking heavy handed. He's obligated by law yeah. to go help him. And so like, shut the fuck up. He was brought into the hospital. And as the police, you have to bring him to the hospital. If you take him alive and he's injured, you have to take him to the hospital. Like, it's, it's your job. That's part yeah. of it. And what what are you gonna do? Like, and you, also, you still get to press chart. Like, he, he's still yeah. a criminal. Like, he still broke the law and got into an armed conflict with police. Just be quiet about your racism and take it out on him in court. Like, <laughs> yeah, right? You, just I don't know. There's there was a lot of issues with it, but Bruce Willis's response is very in a very dour, sad tone. If I can, is his response? You're gonna go save that animal. Just to have, care. have a contrast. It's like, are you fucking kidding? Are you serious? Okay, so that's like, it's not like an enthusiastic, like, yeah, fucking course yeah, I am. You're not going to confront this dude. Yeah. He's I, like, oh, I guess I have to do my job. Yeah. that's It's the same way in which somebody emails me at work and I'm like, Ugh, like I yeah, guess I'll, I'll help you. It's like, I'll be Ugh. right there. Ugh. Okay. Jeez. So. Bruce Willis's wife and him get into some like sort of argument with some guy at a park as a red herring to throw you off of the real villain of the show or whatever the movie. Great. And so it turns out later in the night, Bruce Willis has to go somewhere and his wife and daughter get robbed. And one of the dudes is like attempting to rape his daughter as they're robbing the house and one dude leaves him with the daughter alone. And so he's like rubbing on her all like crazy. Yeah. And she is like, fucking stop. And the other dude comes back and he's like, what the fuck are you doing? This is not the time for this. Yeah. And so pick one crime. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and nobody explains to him or nobody even tries to break it down logically to him. Like, dog, I'm, I'm betting you don't have any condoms on you. So if you're fucking her, they're going to have your DNA on yeah. her. And like, what are you going to do about that? You're going to get us all busted. Nobody says that. What he says is like, this is just not the time. We're not having that kind of party, bro. And so the girl, because one of them was dumb enough to like drop a knife on the counter, she like Pocket. slits the dude's face open. Okay. Who's trying to rape her. And like, he... As you would if you get cut in the face. He goes nuts and like is like trying to kill her. And so the mom comes down and like I can't remember what happens between that time, but like they basically oh no. Uh the dude who gets cut in the face takes off his fucking mask. So rather than killing him, uh they kill the uh mom and the daughter, or they try to kill the daughter. Yeah. Uh, and Bruce Willis, oh, he had to go to work. That's yeah. what it was because somebody had called out and on his shift, his wife and daughter are brought in and he's like, what the, what the fuck? What the fuck? What happened? What happened? What happened? And so after that, he goes to some funeral with some old man and there are poachers that are on the old man's farm and he's riding around with Bruce Willis and he sees the poachers from the window in his car. He's like, poachers and so he drives his truck up all quick and he pulls out his rifle and he starts taking shots at the at the poachers and he's like you know what the law can't help you all the time sometimes you need to take the law into your own hands and, and i'm like 
oh, that's a very, uh, a very heavy-handed way. This writing is terrible. Yes, absolutely. Of trying to paint the gray area between like vigilante justice and just being a fucking criminal. Because, yeah, you taking shots at these dudes on your property... I don't know what part of Illinois you're in, but it's probably legal because they're trespassing and they're actually killing one of your animals on your property. So you're allowed to shoot at them. But Bruce Willis, on the other hand, is a doctor who lives in the city. He's a doctor who lives in the city with some of the toughest gun laws in the world. And he's not allowed to go out and hunt men for sports, (laughs) even though they killed his family. And there's the, the whole overarching theme of this movie is the police are incompetent and you need to take justice into your own hands. And the first death wish movie with Charles Bronson, it's this dude is just real upset. He doesn't know how to handle losing his wife and child. So he turns to vigilante justice and it tears him apart from the inside. He's a hollow husk of a man at the end of the movie or something like that. They do something like that. With there was the intended to be a message about how that would affect you. Yes. Exactly. But because it's 2019 and Bruce Willis is just an action movie star now. Yes, it just is a movie for the times. Yeah. Whereas the 1970s version, it was like, yo, there's some depth here. He's killing people and he never gets revenge for his family, but he's he's broken. He's yeah. sad. And so his wife and his daughter move into a new house in the second. All right. Anyway, Death Wish with Bruce Willis is basically the complete opposite of the first series of movies. After all those events happen. He basically just gets real pissed off. Somebody, (laughs) this is like the corniest thing that's happened in the movie. They're pushing a gurney in with a man on it. And a pistol literally falls out of his pocket. Okay. And Bruce Willis picks it up and pockets it. Because after a while, the police haven't found any leads about uh, whoever killed his wife. Yeah. And tried to kill his daughter. The police have no answers. So he's like, oh, I've got this pistol now. And then the next day or some days following, one of the the dudes um, that robbed his house is wearing his watch is bust into that same hospital. Mm. And so Bruce Willis steals that dude's phone. And he's like, oh, bet. Let me call these people who probably led to your death. And I'll probably find out who killed my family. He eventually gets revenge for his family, which is bad way to end that movie because it's real stupid and at some point in that movie it switches into like hardcore gore shit actually gets revenge yeah he actually gets revenge for his family like and it's largely consequence for violence for the remainder of it. it's just for bruce willis yeah i think he gets shot twice but it's not like shot in the oh shit i'm gonna die shot. it's like shot like oh you got me in my shoulder good yeah. shot pussy now watch me drop this car on you or whatever wild so the movie at a certain point definitely adds gore to it yeah uh because it was right after bruce willis found the criminals i don't know why it is you don't see his wife or his daughter get their brain splattered but you do see the criminals as soon as the first criminal comes in after bruce willis has found out that they've uh they tried to kill his family or he yeah. found the people who've tried to kill his family like one dude shoots another guy and his brains go across the wall and from there it's just turned up to 11 yeah even though it only happens in like three or four different instances during the movie it's real wild yeah, it's like all right we set the tone here and yeah. we can't have it to be too violent with the women because we're only gonna have five women in this movie so <laughs> the two of them that we shoot it's gotta still look nice 
Yeah, absolutely. And so another thing that happens in this movie is that towards the end, the main dude who's in charge of robbing the house or whatever comes back to the house with like three or four dudes, maybe three dudes. Maybe it's three dudes total. And they're like trying to... So not even more dudes than they robbed the house with? No, no. Uh, you know this dude's hunting you down. You're like, we got it. Yeah. I mean, these guys have like ARs or whatever, like big scary automatic rifles and shit. Yeah. And much like in every other old man is still useful to society movie, uh, Bruce Willis manages to take out all three without a problem. Sure. And the cops literally just look the other way at the end of the movie because the way that they're portrayed during the entire thing is like incompetent and slow and careless. Yeah. And what do you know, as it turns out at the end of the movie, their incompetence and carelessness pays off because one of the motherfuckers takes a cold slice of pizza out of Bruce Willis's uh, pizza box on his counter after somebody had attempted to come kill him and his daughter again. And there's blood and viscera everywhere and the crime scene people have to clean it up. The cop just takes a slice of pizza casually and the his partner says, are you satisfied? He picks up the pizza. He's like, no. I am now. And then the movie cuts. I'm like, this movie is so fuck? fucking dumb. This movie. And I know I didn't touch a whole lot on the story. There's not much to the story. He just fucking is searching for revenge. Yeah, the dude goes around trying to find the people who killed his family and also kill them yeah he cuts open somebody's leg where the sciatic nerve is and he pumps a brake fluid into the wound that's and i'm like why do i have to see this and then he drops a car on their fucking skull oh it's so weird what a weird movie but yeah it's, it's another one of those movies that fall into the genre of like oh old people can still be badass too and it's like, dog, fuck. Just yeah, no, how many of these not, do we? How long are we going to keep doing this for? Forever. Every old actor. I can't wait until Chris Pratt gets one of those because <laughs> his career is going to fall apart because he's so anti-gay. Yeah, yeah. That's a weird. Uh, you're such a huge public figure. It's like you find a church that you agree with. Fine, do your thing. But uh, shush about it. Yeah. Right. You don't need to go on national television and be like. Yo, like, I support this church 100%. I donate money to them. And then when people look up, the church is like, yo, these people support gay conversion therapy. Yeah. He's like, well, you know, my ch- I don't agree with everything the church He's does. Like, no, no, it's a little too late. <laughs> but I still support them. You uh, uh you put it you put it on wax, dude. Like <laughs> you were on a late night television show as one of the stars of the highest grossing film franchise we have right now. Like people are gonna scrutinize your shit and you know that that's why anna ferris left your ass you fucking weirdo this is this is something that people don't really understand uh a lot of people who are in hollywood are from the midwest yeah like big actors are not from la not a lot of them they're all of them or not all of them but a good grand majority of them are from outside of la yeah and they have whatever beliefs they had from before so when people say like oh the left-wing hollywood machine like what the fuck are you talking about that's just where the industry is that's not that's not where the, the talent comes from yeah yeah Anyway, speaking of people whose political beliefs I found out about, I think The Rock, I've been told on multiple occasions that The Rock is a secret conservative. Yeah, I've heard similar things. And 
after like someone brought that up, I did like I kind of thought back on a lot of his public statements and interactions and stuff. Like he's very uh, cagey about what his actual yeah because like, he's beliefs. another one of these like fucking self help gurus. Except he's extremely charming. Yeah, he could have been a cult leader if he had oh, put 100%. his energy into something else. He could have gone directly from even like very minor trajectory change, just directly from wrestling into self-help speeches into i have a cult now yeah absolutely he's the problem that i have with the self-help stuff is because if you if you listen to the rock talk long enough like you can find some way to apply it to yourself he says in a lot of his videos i'm in here 5 40 in the morning busting my ass finishing up my workout and i thank god every day that i'm in the position that i am but you know what i got to this position because I work hard and I worked hard every single day and I show my gratitude every single day and you should do the same. And it's like, hold on, we get to the, you should do the same part. Yeah. And it's like, how, well, how? Yeah. And that's the greater problem with all the self-help shit. It's all general advice. Like I could become a self-help guru if I lose like maybe 150 pounds. <laughs> I'll say like, you can do exactly what I did, but that's not an actionable plan. Denzel. Yeah. I didn't say I'd give you a plan. You know what? You, 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 it'll be more rewarding if you come up with your own plan. Huh? How about it? I guess you're right. How about it? You know, I am. I am a self-help god. <laughs> yeah, it's. He's one of he's someone that like I've never really cared what he had to say at all because it was all it always it always to me seemed like nothing. Yeah, always empty like, platitudes. I when you know, twenty years ago, different story when he was like, you know, knowing how he grew up and stuff, and like when he was able to buy his mom a house. That's a, that's just a black celebrity thing. I think yeah. it's just that feeling of being able to well, buy your mom no, a house. Well, he doesn't see he. Another problem that I have with him is he only bangs with his black side when it's convenient. Yeah, he distances. He's been distancing himself from his blackness uh, his whole career. Yeah, even as a wrestler, like his. Dad was a very famous black wrestler. Yep. When, uh, and he got into it, but like his, he also married into a wrestling family, and his immediate was like, "Well, this is the legacy I'm going with." Yep. Because he because he used to wrestle under Rocky Maivia was his first name, I think. When he got into WWE, anyway. Yeah, I know he briefly when he was doing. I think it was it was all he was doing like. The circuits. Oh, the territories. Yeah, he did wrestle like with a name that was I forget his dad's wrestling name. Oh, and he had a similar name, and then he was like Rocky Johnson or something. I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember what it was. Yeah, as soon as he like started to gain some traction, he did very quickly distance himself from his uh, from his blackness, and he's like ethnically ambiguous looking, so he can like absolutely. He doesn't have to be black if he doesn't want to be. Yeah, people can still rock with him and not confront their own racism. Yeah, uh, pun. In, pun intended <laughs> no but yeah pun intended fuck it yeah if you made the joke on purpose it's intended <laughs> yeah so uh anyway jumanji the remake featuring the rock and i don't want to say that i'm straying away from the rock because he's a secret conservative because ultimately that doesn't matter yeah it, it's because it, his uh, movies are dumb yeah and he's the more of his movies that i watch the more i realize he's just playing himself probably more than any other actor yeah. has in a long time yeah he's not a good actor and same with kevin hart and the way that those two interact in this movie i'm watching it and i'm like this is 
it's never been more obvious to me when two people can't act and they're when on they're the screen together. with each other. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, so Kevin Hart's just being himself and the rocks just being himself, but a little bit more tepid. Yeah. And, I, that movie, the best part of that movie, weird to say, Jack Black. I was about to say, Jack Black's the only one uh, acting in that movie. Yeah. And he's the only one who bothers to commit to the premise. Yeah. Which yeah. is, they are characters. I mean, Karen Karen Gillan is. She's she's in it. She's not. She's not blowing anybody's socks off acting wise, but at least she's also kind of trying to be. She's the, the character, the teenage playing. girl that she was at the beginning of the movie. Like that's yeah. the whole conceit of this film is they are these teenagers, but in new bodies. Yeah. And so what a good actor would do like Jack Black is doing is take the mannerisms that are shown and fully commit to them so that it's clear that this is not them being them. Yeah. The, I, mean, I don't remember any of their names. So they don't fucking matter. But like the main kid that The Rock is Steve, maybe. Yeah, I don't whatever know. generic white kid, white kid name it is. <laughs> Scott. He's a uh, he's portrayed. He acts very differently than The Rock is for the rest of the movie. Yeah, even before he like gets his confidence or whatever, he's just being The Rock, and sometimes he doesn't like things yeah that's it it's like oh bugs i don't like bugs how do power people afraid it's like you could see him like trying to process how to do that because i also uh because i watched what was it rampage and then i which is holy shit it's bad and i also watched um what was that he did another not skyscraper another recent movie skyscraper is the recent one that's the, his version of Die Hard. No, I didn't watch it. I know oh. it wasn't Skyscraper. It was another... I don't know. There was Rampage, the one that I found out about, the 2020 Blazer. That's not going to be the 2020 Blazer in. He got to drive that concept car in that movie, and it was really fucking something else. Jumanji, yeah. and I don't remember what the other one is. I know he releases a movie basically every year. Yeah. He's on that Sam Jackson shit where he's just like, yeah. but he's the star of all these movies. And they the make difference. a fuckload of money. Yeah. He's super marketable, but it's because like we were saying, he doesn't act and he doesn't say anything. He's super charismatic and that's, he's writing that. Yeah. And he can write it into retirement. He's he, that dude's not going to retire. No, he's going mean, to, his he, body's going to wear out. Well, he'll probably retire. Uh, if I had to get, he's gonna do one of those things because he's in his forties. Yeah, when he probably gets to like fifty-five, what he'll do is he'll quote unquote retire. Yeah, where he's just like he'll make some announcement on some uh, late night show. Yeah, you know, I just decided that I was gonna hang it up. It's not that I don't like acting. It's just that there are things that are more important to me. My daughter, she's uh growing up now, and. I just, I really want to be there for. He'll say some generic yeah. shit like that. You know, take but, some time out to be with your adult daughter. Like, she's yeah. done. She's out of here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She wants to be not The Rock's daughter for the rest of her life. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, luckily, Johnson is a very common last name. Yeah. Anyway, he'll retire and then he'll still be acting on and off. But instead of a movie every six months that he'll work up to, yeah. he'll go down back down to a year and then every 18 months. Yeah. And then and he'll be on some like two years. Stallone Schwarzenegger shit where he's just like, he's just 
it the fact that he's in the movie i mean that's fucking where he is now it's the fact that the rocks in the movie is why you go see the movie and then whereas like other action stars like disappear like schwarzenegger just kind of disappeared and then held a political office and then went back to acting but like only kind of just showing up and stuff i'm like oh the terminator's in this movie like that's gonna be the rock but it's gonna be like oh um whichever thing that you remember the most fondly that's the thing that he's from yeah oh that's that guy from uh rampage i love that movie like, no you didn't because <laughs> well, nobody was there what was there to love about that movie you fucking absolutely weirdo? nothing oh the stuff with like him and george and like there's stupid sign language like the movie's bad it, and it doesn't look good either i like watched it uh because I was I was on one of my days off. I'm just watching Rampage just to see, you know, if there was at least like cool monster stuff. I like big monsters. I don't need yeah. a ton of plot around it. I just want to see cool monster stuff. And it's not even like the fights aren't that good. Uh, there's some scenes where uh, the wolf, especially, looks really bad. Yes, and it starts fucking gliding. It's like I don't. Uh, you didn't. That's what part of the game you didn't need. Yep. Rampage is bad. It is. I think part of the reason why people like The Rock so much is that he like fills one of those familial roles that every once in a while a celebrity is able to do. Yeah. Like, oh, you have your TV dad. Well, The Rock is your movie uncle yeah. or your movie like estranged like brother. Your, yeah, your your movie older brother. Yeah, because he's always he's telling you like it is, and yeah, he like gets away with more stuff than a dad character could. Yeah, but he also like is supportive yeah he's like exactly. you feel comfortable when he's on screen but you, he can also like make lewd jokes and stuff without it feeling weird the whole jumanji thing and i get that that dude when i say the rock is making money hand over fucking fist it's not a joke yeah it's not that he's just like the highest paid actor in hollywood i mean that's See, I guess that's an unfair statement because it doesn't include all the other shit that he's doing on top yeah. of acting, but he's also got the shoe deal. He's also executive producing most of the movies that he's in. Yeah. So he's still doing uh ballers, isn't he? Yes, he's still doing ballers. He's he is pulling down money. Have you seen Ballers? I've seen a couple episodes of it. That he's just playing him, yeah. except with CTE, and every once in a while he's just like, oh, should I take this medicine? It's like, yes. Yeah, you should. First all of right, all, I'll take this medicine. You still, you got to stop fucking around young man or whatever the fuck he says. That show sucks too. Yeah. It's funny because when you watch all these other shows, what's his name? The dude from children's hospital is in ballers. He's the comedian. Uh, Ball dude. Yeah. Yeah. I know who you're talking about. I can't I, remember. I can't Rob remember. Rob Cordry. Rob Cordry's in it. That's right. And the one of, yeah, they, he did a bunch of cocaine in one of the episodes I watched. And I imagine that's like the character quirk of his is that he <laughs> occasionally does a bunch of drugs. Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. I think he's, he's the foil to rocks. Like the rock is like a very serious guy. He's a former NFL player. Yeah. Wants to be taken serious. Uh, seriously, Rob Corddry is just another, he's like a party dude. He's yeah. just very loose. He he's gets like a lawyer in trouble sometimes. Yeah. And they, they run basically a financial management firm yeah. for, for sports stars. And it centers a lot around the NFL. And uh, as a side note, Dulé Hill, not a great actor. <laughs> he's fantastic in, uh, 
Psych, I love that show. Yeah. But outside of that, he does like this weird talking thing like he's from the South. Made a choice and it was not the right one. Exactly. And he does it. He's in suits and he's in ballers and it's a real odd choice for him. Yeah. Anyway, Rob Corddry is in ballers and it's it's so weird seeing them act together because compared to the rock Rob Corddry is like chewing the fucking scenery. Yeah. He's like acting his ass off. He's acting circles around the rock. Yeah. If you take all of the context away from that one picture of Saitama from one punch man yeah. where he's saying, okay, that's the rock in every scene. He's yeah, like, yeah, even that. when he's like trying to express emotion, all I see is a gigantic fucking egghead and just occasionally no emotion. a f- kind of furrowed bro. Yeah. He's okay. That's all I see when I see The Rock now. Because when you put them with people who are actors, who enjoy acting. Yeah, it's very. It's very the, obvious. The contrast is there. So like you really notice it. That's, yeah. why he does, that's why he does so many action movies. And he's usually alone in a lot of those scenes. Or like, they're like the Fast and Furious movies where it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Or like no one. Because all of those people can't act. Yeah. That's not the focus of those films. <laughs> yeah. It's spectacle. Car- yeah. Like how much spectacle. We get. That's most of his movies. I think that's, po- that's probably why. Wait, no. Because Skyscraper did real well internationally, didn't it? Yep. So. But he it's also set in China. Billions. He, yeah. His production company. So it, I don't know how the production company thing works. Mm. But I, if I had to guess, his production company is getting a check. And then he's also getting a check for executive producing, which is like basically points off top for the movie. Yeah. And then he's getting paid as an actor for being yeah. in those movies. And the crazy thing is they wouldn't be making the money that they're making without him. Yeah. So he's, he's the linchpin. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I can't imagine they're producing too many non-rock vehicles. <laughs> Yeah, I I want to actually see because he's there have been a lot of stories written about his business partner mm. who is uh I don't know exactly who she is, but they've known each other for a long time and she has taken to working out in the same way that the rock has. So it, it like we're seeing them in pictures together because they're both like big and just huge. It's just like, what fucking <laughs> firm is this dog? I want to work there. They have the best gym plan ever. Look, this are you fucking kidding me? She just worked a desk job five years ago. And now she's, now she's like fucking jacked as shit, running seven bucks productions or whatever, <laughs> making terrible movies. I think they know that they're terrible movies, I don't too. Think, yeah, because it doesn't matter. Yeah. How long do you think it takes them to film some of those? The, I mean, the fact that he's, especially like this, the spectacle-based ones, principle doesn't have to be that long because of the VFX. Like, I, I imagine, like, cause we talk, when we talked about Baywatch, Baywatch was probably nine weeks oh that was that other one that was the other movie he was in between uh skyscraper right and uh whatever rampage yeah yeah it's like baywatch was probably nine nine weeks of shooting yeah dog if i had to guess and then just editing and then whatever effect shot they need maybe a reshoot here or there yeah that's actually kind of the craziest part about that movie or all of these rock movies, it doesn't seem like they're all that expensive aside from the effects. And like, if that's all you're spending your money on, and you're the rock. And then, yeah, well, and he's also, you know, he's taking home residuals on three fronts. Yes. 
if you're paying your main star and you're covering VFX, but you know that just by having one of those things, it's going to at least make its budget. And none of them have just cleared their budget. If The Rock's in this movie, it's <laughs> fucking taken off. It's going to do, aside from Skyscraper, and I think I don't think Baywatch did super well domestically. I, I don't think any of his movies really do all that well domestically anymore. Yeah. I think they do gangbusters overseas. I, I would have to take a look because I'm sure they make their budget back here in the U.S. Yeah. It's wild that his first appearance was uh, the fucking Scorpion King. Yeah. And his acting is not really. Because I, I, not recently, but maybe like three or four years ago, I watched the that Scorpion King spinoff movie, that like fucking direct-to-video shit. Which one? The one with Billy Zane or the one with the MMA fighter? The Billy Zane one. Oh, shit. And no. Oh, I'm sorry. It's not Billy Zane. It's the guy who looks like Billy Zane. Yeah. I can't remember. Billy Zane got real confusing when he shaved his head and it was like, well, now there's a bunch of, yeah. <laughs> a bunch of people he, look he just looks like, like you now. He looks like Emotep from the first yeah. Mummy movie. But um, yeah, because like he's that CG monster and not, it's not a monstrosity because it's uh, a scorpion man. He just looks really bad even for the time. But uh, they did that fucking direct-to-video sequel where it was just him before he becomes that monster yeah i'm like wow this is and the same level of depth that he shows in his performances now this is the same the same thing that jackie chan does too he never plays the villain in the movies yeah he never does because i mean it, with the exception of specifically his appearance as scorpion king yeah and the mummy scorpion king because what it was in the movie that he starred in, The Scorpion King, he's he the protagonist, a good guy, yeah. and he just got into some bad trouble. Like, yeah. Oh man, I got into some bad stuff. Yeah, magic Ugh. fucks him up, and then he ends up as this cursed monster. Yeah, and then it, in every other movie, he doesn't play. Any it's evil. a great career move. Yeah, especially for the level of like charisma he has. He could probably, well, no, he couldn't because he can't act. Well, it's like imagine taking that charisma to a villain. But, like, yeah. he would have to have an actual... Because, like, if this Black Adam movie ever actually happens with him, it which won't. it won't because it's been fucking five years. Because he's a terrible actor. But it's like, he would have to be... Black Adam would have to be the protagonist. Yeah. And it was like, we don't... I don't need a whole... When I when they said that it was going to be, like, the Black Adam movie, I was like, the fuck are you going to do with that? Yeah, are you going right. to set it back then and at the end he starts to turn? And then we get a Shazam movie whenever? And then or he gets his own country because people like him so much. Yeah, like, what, I was like, we don't. How's that happen? Because you can't take over a region of the world and kill any government, you know, any military that comes to you, so you can establish this place as like a haven of your ancestral home, like homelands, and still be the good guy at the end. Like, no, you can't. You absolutely can be sympathetic. Cannot. You can understand why he's doing that because he's thousands of years old. He thinks this is how the world works. But you're not going to get me to root for that dude. No. No one's going to be like, man, I wish I could be more like Black Adam at the end of that movie. And the kind of person who would needs to be in jail. <laughs> I would totally take over my own country, bro. It's like, yeah, a bunch of us would. That's why no one has superpowers. <laughs> if there's any controlling force in the universe, it's keeping us from getting too powerful. Because anytime one of us does, we fuck up. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And that's when the yogurt took over. Yep. Bah, 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 bah. Overall, I guess that was more of a conversation about The Rock's career than it yeah. was Jumanji. Jumanji is a piece of shit. 
don't even watch it. In order of like good acting, it would be uh, Jack Black, Karen Gillum, Joe Jonas. Uh, oh yeah, I forgot he was he was actually in that movie. When no, he's not even he's not there yet. The NPC dude. <laughs> he, he actually yeah yeah that he's, dude he was good is he is good. Yeah. I don't remember his name. I know he's like the grandson. Nigel something. He's the grandson of the hunter from the first Jumanji. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. And uh, and then uh, uh, no, then one or two of the kids. Shout out to those kids having, especially the two young women that were in that movie. They have huge heads. Yeah. They had huge like yeah. That redhead chick is a big old head. God damn. And then obviously the football player was looking way too old. Yeah. Still have been in high school. Like holy black shit. Black don't crack, but like you can it come on. Yeah, you could have picked an actual teenager for that. Was, we can tell that dude was like thirty. Yeah. I looked it up. Actually, he was thirty <laughs> yeah, at the same. time of filming. Uh was the black woman from a high school musical was like twenty six when that movie got everyone else was like an actual teenager and Ooh. she got she was like twenty seven when she got cast. So by the fourth one the one that was released theatrically, she's in her mid thirties. Oh, geez. playing a high school senior, like what? Or like someone who's like a sophomore in college. Like, what are you doing? That's fucking. There gnarly. are young black actresses. Like, there are young black actors. You can get a black teenager. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like, the thing is, the more that I think about movies, the more I think about how the system is set up because when we were talking about last week, how the writers guild of America had that issue with the agents that were representing them and putting together package deals. My whole thing is like, when I look at a movie with the rock in it, he's gotta be like basically picking the cast himself. Right. Or, or there's like some, there's like a list where he's like, okay, well this is who either this person's career is like popping right now. And, you get both of us together, you're going to get audiences or this person's due for like a comeback or some shit or like this young actor has shown me something because I can't imagine that he, those people were picked outside of, there wasn't a casting process. There were, they were probably just friends of people that were working on the movie. Some phone calls were made and now we have the cast of Baywatch. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, that's gotta be how they're done, Mm. right? Because there's no way that people are just like, yo, I auditioned for Jumanji. Yeah. Did you? No. They called Jack Black and asked if he could do it. Yeah. Uh, They were always, it was always gonna be The Rock and Kevin Hart because they had worked on that other movie together. Oh, Get get Hard? No, that was the Will Ferrell one. Yeah. It was, I mean, it was the same fucking concept. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, central intelligence. Yeah. So it's like, they had just worked together. It was like, let's do another project. We're both fucking millionaires, right? Like we're both Kevin Hart's the hi- highest paid comedian. Yes. Uh, in existence right now. Ever. Ever. And, uh, the rock is the highest paid actor period. So of course they're both at the peak of their career. They're going to do at least two movies together and they're going to be a year and a half apart. Yes. Yeah. And but they're going to pull in Duckets. Yeah. And so there was like, all right, well, who else can we get? Um, Jack Black would be fun. And this, that'd be a fun joke. It was probably just like, we're going to cast a fat actor yeah. <laughs> to be this. Like, we've got the premise. It's a video game now. The she, kids' personalities are in the body. The girl is so shallow. Who else could she be other than a fat dude with yeah. a beard? 
That would be her nightmare. And then they hire Jack Black, who actually proceeds to act the fuck out of this part. Yeah. He does a great job. And I was just, I saw that and I was like, I respect the fuck out of Jack Black. For you this. see Goosebumps? No. He acts, he is doing a fucking great job in that movie too. Okay. I really want, like, I wasn't really interested in the. Actually, you know what? I did see Goosebumps. I'd have to rewatch it. I only watched the first half of it. It's very forgettable. Um, and it's like beyond the nostalgia of having read Goosebumps books uh, in elementary school. And it's like, whatever. I don't. The story's fun enough, I guess, but it's not anything to write home about. I don't remember the actual plot. I just know that. Uh, the kids find the the neighbor's book. Like his daughter takes his diary or some shit. Yes. Yeah, there's like, he's in universe has written these books yeah. and then there's like the secret book that actually has like it's magic or whatever and then alicia's all these characters he's written and then uh they're just out and they have to put them back and that's the movie it's just a bunch of just jumping from monster to monster somehow trying to trap them and get them back in the book and then the dummy figures it out yeah but he's good in that movie he's good in that movie okay and that's like the like the house with the clock in its walls is a movie that came out last year and it's based on a uh, children's book and i'm i didn't see it and it didn't seem interesting but jack black has been having so much fun in his movies recently i'm just like it might be worth it just for him and i might track it down yeah. like once it hits a streaming service just be like okay i can watch this now because i absolutely because i like to see an actor who's good at acting and is enjoying what they're doing yeah that's why absolutely. i like com- like so many comedy actors is because they fucking enjoy it and so you, even if the story's not good, at least them having fun makes it fun. Yeah. Like the movie Running Scared with Billy Crystal and, uh, fuck, what's that actor's name? They're both comedians, though. But that movie sucks, but it's fucking fun to watch yeah. because those guys make it a lot of fun. Anyway, uh, Jumanji's acting tier list, Jack Black, Karen Gillum, the NPC dude, yeah. like maybe one or two of the kids, and then Joe Jonas, and then the other two kids. Or Nick Jonas, whichever Nick fucking Jonas, Jonas brother it is. The one that gets bit by a fucking mosquito and dies. What kind of fucking weakness is that? Anyway, uh, the other kids, and then Kevin Hart and Jack, or and, uh, the Rock. and The Rock tied for last, because they're fucking terrible actors. They're not doing anything. They're just, Kevin Hart is just yelling. They're in an exotic location. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Jumanji sucks. Don't watch it. <laughs> or do watch it and just talk mad shit about it the whole time. You you might enjoy Jack Black. You might enjoy him. Yeah. I don't know if it's worth watching the whole movie, but I do think his performance is like, you can get into it. For absolutely. Like, there's like three or four scenes in particular that stand out. But yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. We're going to get into questions from the subreddit. Reddit.com slash r slash real nerd hours. Uh, the first question comes from Juice Campbell. He asks, favorite non-alcoholic beverages? It's easy to forget about the booze-free stuff when alcohol is such a huge part of American culture. I fuck with a good seltzer water or iced tea pretty much every day and an occasional iced coffee when I have to travel for work. Diet soda is all right, but I weaned myself off of it. Uh, I will honestly tell you my top... My top drinks for sure are fruit juices. I love lemonade. Love lemonade. Yeah, good lemonade is. It's hard to beat. You can't beat it. Uh, before Chick-fil-A showed its ass, uh, <laughs> I was regularly drinking Chick-fil-A lemonade. Yeah. That shit slaps. They do such a good job with it. But 
that and orange juice pretty high up there and if you can mix like uh blueberry raspberry pomegranate and put some like simple syrup in that bitch with some seltzer water you have a pretty solid fruit juice as well that's that shit slaps you can make a lot of really good fruit juices but i started drinking coke recently just on its own i had purchased a six pack for us when we were drinking <laughs> that one time and i had two left over and i just kind of drank them out of the can which is i i don't normally do because yeah. i don't like soda like that but coke is pretty tasty it's coke is too sweet for me i don't know what it is it's like a feeling i get when i drink it that like yeah that mouth feel yeah like Fair enough. a i don't i like i like colas there's certain colas that i like but my top tier drink is uh like real root beer i've never had a real root beer so uh, like A&W is fine. I'll drink A&W because it's the only beer you can fucking get. But um, <laughs> if I see like Stewart's, I'll grab it. It's usually like fucking $3 a bottle. But it's good. It's like, I don't know, root beer. And I've also started, like when I see it, I also like buy sarsaparilla. What the fuck is sarsaparilla? So sarsaparilla is an old timey soda. <laughs> don't tell me you're drinking fucking celery soda too. No. What the fuck is celery soda? Okay. That's I Weird. bought that shit one time and it tasted like old bay water with uh with fucking seltzer water in it. Old bay with seltzer water. Something like that. It was real weird. Anyway, you were saying. Yeah, like real root beer. I don't I mean I don't know what the components of root beer are. I just know that I like A and W and Barks as a kid, and I started seeing like more expensive root beers and like what the fuck is this about and i started drinking real root beer it's fucking it's great even like you can get root beer that's i can't remember there's a brand that makes root beer that's not carbonated it's very good it's probably all the molasses but (laughs) root beer is really good sarsaparilla also solid especially if you can get actual sarsaparilla like from the uh like the sarsi like plant the mountains of sarsaparilla you climb into the mountain, them there mountains, and you mine out some sarsaparilla. It's so weird because, like, I didn't think sarsaparilla was real. It was one of those. <laughs> it was like, oh, that's a fake thing. The cartoons made up, and uh, no, it was huge in the, the 19th century and early 20th century in the United States. Um, but uh, they're really good. A great specialty drink that I will have is and. I totally understand why people don't like it, but I like them a lot, is uh, egg creams. Isn't that just... It's basically chocolate carbonated water. It's... Uh, Chet really likes those as well. Egg creams are good, man. Uh, you can miss me with that. I actually read about... The first time I ever heard of an egg cream was in an in a, in a, in a an issue of Captain Marvel. And I was like, that doesn't sound real. And then I saw it in other things. And then I was at a diner and I was like... I saw egg cream on the menu. I was like, give me an egg cream. And this is before smartphones. So I couldn't look it up. And uh, it was really fucking good. Was that, was this at a studio diner? It was at Ruby's American diner in okay. the mall. And then I went to an actual like diner when I was on a road trip. It was even better. <laughs> so egg creams, if you can find them, most places don't serve them. Um, Cause they're weird. But uh, if you've never had one, check it out. It's not, I don't, I don't remember why it's called an egg cream. There is some stupid old timey reason that it has that name, but uh, it's a carbonated chocolate beverage. The next questions come from both Schmood and XX, the janitor XX. 
the janitor asks, have you guys been following the Lil Nas X stuff? Apparently, he had a song on the country billboard that was removed for not being country enough. What do you think? Here's a link. He links it. Uh, Juice Campbell also was going to ask the same question. The janitor suggests that we make it a community question. Comment on this video. What do you think about that Lil Nas X controversy thing? Uh, was there a controversy? Yes, absolutely. Well, I know about the like the the chart, the you know billboard doing their bullshit. Yeah. Okay, that's well, it. Yeah. Uh, and then Schmood says, so we all we all heard the Lil Nas X controversy. However, the controversy goes deeper. People have gotten so caught up in whether or not it's a country song to even consider whether or not it's a hip hop song. Now, sure, the song has a beat and a verse that is rapped, but is it enough to be hip hop? Remove Old Town Country Road from the hip hop billboards uh, slash S and then the worst bot, which I'm actually going to block right now, posted something about how you don't need to put slash S if you're using sarcasm on the Internet because you should be a good enough writer to be able to not use slash S. Yeah. And it's called the worst bot for a fucking reason. God, kill yourself, bot. Anyway. And. Someone made that on purpose. Yeah. Someone programmed a bot to like be a dick on the internet, like automatically. Yeah. And it's some fucking pedant on the internet. It's somebody who gets so much joy out of pedantry. They were just like, oh, I want to make a bot that does this. I just want to be able to let this loose into Reddit forever. Awful. I was like, you're being a piece of shit by proxy. So the controversy with XX, Lil X, Nas, XX (laughs) is that he made a country song that was a little bit jokey in tone that managed to chart on the Billboard chart for country country. And Billboard was like, you know what? This is not country enough, uh, so fuck off. Yeah. And a lot of the controversy was surrounding whether or not it was because he's a black artist. They did something similar to Beyonce when she made a country song. Yeah. It was, I don't think that it was charting on the country charts, but she performed it at the CMAs because yeah. it wasn't a single or anything. So I don't think it charted. It was at just all. a song that was on an album. Yeah. Like it was like it, if we were still doing vinyl, it would have been a B side. Like if, yeah, yeah, exactly. It was, I wrote this song. I did it. It was a cool thing to do and it's out. Yeah. And people in country music embraced it up until she performed it at the CMAs. And they're like, oh, that's right, Beyonce's black. Yeah, and they got all in their fucking feelings about it. I don't remember how that turned out, but the way this turned out is people on the internet were basically like, what the fuck are you doing? Country music sounds like this now anyway. Yeah, if you listen to the other songs that were like on the top 10 for country, most of them had that same kind of beat. There's a, there's this a pop cadence that a lot of artists have and a lot of pop singles just have regardless of genre and music has become very homogenous across genres in a lot of ways there's people doing you know there's a lot of different stuff going on but you can like there's a certain through line that you can kind of hear and stuff that makes the top 10 and it mostly points back to rap music yeah with the exception of like the blip that was dubstep which came out of grime, which came out of rap. Mm. There's there's like pretty much a through line from like American, whatever's popular in American rap music yeah. is going to make its it, way to other yeah. genres. Anyway, I, I'm not into music in the same way that I was like 10 years ago. Yeah. I'm sure that I would have fucking wild hot opinions about <laughs> this. 
if it were 10 years ago because I was balls deep into music. I was I was one of those cats that was breaking up subgenres. I was like, yo, like Daft Punk is I mean, now it would be considered future funk, but I was like, this is Parisian electro, whereas like this album by Justice is closer to just electro. I vaguely remember conversations like this. Yeah. When we met 10 years ago. And this is when I first learned about dubstep from Josiah that was in our fucking acting class. Yeah. Uh, because I had confused it with just dub because there were songs back then before dubstep was popular yeah. that were just dub like dub and dubstep were partially the same thing. There were light wubs in dub music. Yeah, it was just very it was very lightweight dubstep. And then dubstep came out because somebody was like, oh, what if I take this wub and like make the whole song? What the whole about, song was this? Oh, blah, 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 blah. And I was fucking with dubstep for a long time. I loved that shit. But anyway. Uh, as someone who's less insular about music now i i think that you just leave it the fuck alone one thing that i've learned is like for the most part it's better to just not say shit because the heat that you're going to catch from country fans over that song being on the chart is far less than the heat that you're going to catch from the people taking the effort to remove it exactly the people who actually give a fuck about it being removed from the charts are going to be people on twitter who actually don't listen to music because for whatever reason everybody on twitter needs to have a fucking opinion about something it's not qualified opinions no it's not opinions that really make a difference it's some 15 year old from the midwest it's some reaction shit it's, yeah this is popular so i have to say something about it yeah. while it's important maybe someone will retweet me and i'll get a bunch of oh, likes wow. and no follows oh, wow this blew up like my soundcloud it was like no one's looking at your second tweet bro like no <laughs> I, I look at the second tweets if you have a tweet that blows up i just want you to know i look at the second tweet i'm still not gonna follow you but i'll check it out <laughs> Yeah, definitely not. I most of those tweets that blow. I remember it was way harder to get those numbers on Twitter like three or four years ago. Yeah, I don't know what happened, but when somebody would get like two thousand retweets, that was an accomplishment. Yeah, because it was even. I think that bot still exists. But like, if you like those like milestones, where it'll like, hey, congrats, this tweet got X amount of, yeah, you know, likes or retweets. I'm like, all right, what like two thousand doesn't mean anything anymore. I don't know why you're still doing this. Not that I've had a tweet that yeah reaches two thousand, but. Yeah, I mean, he. If I had to guess, he just did that song for fun, and it sound like it doesn't sound like straight satire, but like it's it's like it's a jokey joke song. And there are uh, black people who have that experience. Yeah, I know more black people with horses than white people with horses, and I grew up in a rich neighborhood. (laughs) There, there are there are videos that you'll be able to find online of just groups of black dudes riding horses down the street. I'm, I'm sure you can find the same of white people or basically any race. But the but, point is black people also have that experience. Yes. And culture is going to reflect that. And this is just the first major thing to like be a big deal that no one would have thought about if Billboard hadn't been like, yo, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I I mean, I don't I don't think the song is bad. It's uh, fine. Yeah, it's not. I haven't been felt compelled to listen to it more than the handful of times. Like I listened to it when I first saw stuff about it, and I listened to the remix when it dropped. I think I've heard the song in like in its entirety maybe four times. Yeah, I I was like, this is fine. Like this is kind of fun, and but like it's not on a playlist or anything. I didn't, I didn't save it in Spotify or anything. Is there a video? I might watch a video. I don't think there's a video for it. 
I only saw the cover art and I was like, this cover art's fucking tight. <laughs> yeah. And I listened to the song and I don't know. There's something about like of the horse with uh, black hair. Yeah. Is it hair or fur? It's hair, right? Their mane is hair. Mane is hair, but what about the body? The rest of the body is hair. Also hair. Okay. Yeah, I don't think horses have fur. Cool. So all black horse, white white background, and it's got like the proper highlights for a photo being taken. Yeah. Like, oh, that's, so, cool. that's some black stallion shit. It looks it's a very majestic looking horse. Yeah, absolutely. Very cool. Uh, I listened to the song. It's okay. But I think, yeah, again, they should have just left it there. Yeah. Not out of any sense of, like, justice for Lil Nas. But also, like, who, Because he's getting his shine anyway. Yeah, like, he'll be all right. Does that have any more questions? No, no. Oh, you were going to say something? I was going to, and then I lost it. Oh, all right. My bad. Um, all right. Yeah, that does it for questions. Thanks, everybody, for writing in. If you have any thoughts on this little Nas X shit, just drop something in the Discord or let us know on the Reddit on, in the comments of this episode. Yeah, just let us know. It should be a good time. Thanks, everybody, for writing in. Uh, Reddit.com slash r slash real nerd hours. Check us out there. Uh, I've been Denzel. I have been Charles. And... Uh, Chet should be back in like, I don't know, maybe he'll be on in a week, maybe two weeks. I don't know when he's going to be he'll back. He'll be around. Yeah, he's going to be back on the weekend. He should come on at some point. I don't know. Just keep listening. You'll find out. <laughs> uh, support the show on Patreon, patreon.com slash realnerdhours, or uh, hit us up on the website, realnerdhours.com, uh, to check out all the archives of the episodes. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll see you next Thursday. Bye.